Hello, deadly people. Welcome to Rising, Thriving, and Vibing podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Tipwin, a digital creator, entrepreneur, and a deadly auntie. This show is about healing, humor, and deadly vibes. Here to rise, thrive, and vibe together. Dance nitoti muck. Hello, friends. I'm glad you're back for your weekly dose of deadliness. I'm all set up at my office. I got my water with me, Cree word of the week jar, my notebooks. And it's also this evening. So there's a bunch of traffic outside. It's a Tuesday evening. So I don't know. There's always happens to be lots of traffic during this time that I record. But I was also late on recording. I had two meetings today, which took up a lot of my time. And I already like finished my podcast script for the day. My meeting just ended and I can finally start recording. So we are here and I'm ready to get her started. What's today's episode about? On today's episode, I'm going to talk about being alone and how it could actually be good for you. So I'm going to talk about my own experiences, my awareness, some pros and cons of being alone. And this week's Cree theme is body parts. So stay tuned till the ending segment to find out what Cree word of the week is. Updates. Yo, I did my first 12 hour stream on Twitch this past weekend on Saturday. I played my main game, which is Fortnite. The first three hours were pretty shitty. We kept getting clapped. I had my duo like that rode with me till the 12 hours was done. So shout out to Francisco, you're deadly and I appreciate you. But the first three hours we're playing builds and holy crap, such sweaty lobbies. But my duo is also a sweat or I should say he's really good at it. And which puts us into sweaty freaking lobbies and whew. After that three hours, we moved to zero build. Then once we hit zero build, we got nine crown wins. If y'all know, you know. So that's like a lot of wins in a stream for me. I've never got that much crown wins in a day or in a game stream or at all. So I want to shout out to Francisco. I really appreciate you on that. And it was such a interesting stream because I freaking played Fortnite straight. But I also did eat supper. I had my mini breaks, but it was only like a few like a few minutes. Then I had to get back to playing. And I don't know, it was like a good time of just vibing with people. Like I had my duo come through. Then his sibling came through. Then I had like one of my other friends come through and my other like other friends. So I had like different people come through except like my duo who just stayed with me. And damn, it was so fun. But I was also freaking tired by the 12 hour mark. Actually, I was tired at 10 hours. I had to keep pulling through. I had no intention of doing a 12 hour stream. It just kind of happened while we were just playing. So I'm like, well, fuck it. Let me do this 12 hour stream and get it over and done with. I experienced that. Then the next day later, I was just so tired. I'm like, bro, I don't know if I could do this or to do another one. I was just done. But it was a good experience overall. My audience does want me to do a 24-hour stream, but I'm like, 24 hours of just straight gaming and no sleep? 
Maybe I'll like even take a nap if I even do it, but damn, that's wild. And I seen one of my streamer friends, he just did a 24 hour stream recently to celebrate his 1k followers on Twitch. And I'm like, hmm, that kind of looks fun, but it also looks very tiring. Like, whew, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I'd have to take like extra naps to prepare for this 24 hours, especially staying awake. But it is something that I'm considering, y'all. I just might do a 24-hour stream once I hit like maybe 1k followers or 2k followers because 2.5k followers is my goal for the year and I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But that's it for that. My next update is about work. It has been a crazy work week at my 9-to-5 job. If y'all don't know, I'm a youth worker, I work in youth homes, and I'm basically an anti-on-duty kind of thing. So i just been dealing with addictions, relapses, and suicide ideations. And holy crap, that affects the mental health as well, especially like when you work with staff that don't really know how to deal with that kind of situations. Or staff that don't know how to work with indigenous youth, pretty much. And it was definitely a work week. And it's starting to get like more mentally challenging because it's happening more often now than compared to before. So I'm learning how to deal with that, trying to do some like self-care. But it's getting to be too much on my own mental health. Because like I'm just exhausted. I'm tired by the end of my work days. But then I have to come back and stream to come to my main job. So I'm learning how to work with that. I will be working less shifts in March unless I pick up more. But I'm hoping financial income comes to me or like financial opportunities come to me for March. Because I need to grind my game stream. I need to, you know, keep going at it because that's what I want to do and that's the goal. My last update is, y'all, I am back at the gym. I had a freaking one hour, well, over an hour meeting with Good Life Fitness just to freaking try set up my account and all that stuff. And just the computers are being all glitchy. Nothing was going through. Nothing was working. I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to record my podcast and try a game earlier, but... It took so long. Like, honestly, I thought it was going to be about 20 minutes and I'd be done. But, nah. Creator <laughs> wants me to be patient and wait and shit. So, that's what I did. But in the end, it's all set up and I'm ready to go back to the gym. And I'm so excited. So, I gotta create my schedule of when I'm going to start going to the gym. It's my favorite gym. I've always loved this gym. And it's good life, if y'all don't know. Oh, I just love Good Life. I had a good break from that from that gym for a couple years because I kept trying out different gyms just to see what's out there and what's closer to my home. So I'm back there. I'm excited. I'm excited to start lifting, get some cardio in and just like a mental health stress reliever. And I'm so excited. That's it for updates, y'all. Let me move on to my main question. How are you healing today? And what I mean by that is, what are you doing to help with your mental health, either today or from this past week? 
For me, I'm healing by keeping up with my affirmations. I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I want to start practicing affirmations and to keep saying them. So I set up a whiteboard, like a mini whiteboard in my bathroom where I have like four affirmations that I say. At least when I wake up or when I go to the washroom, I can see those affirmations and I just say them. (laughs) So I have that set up there. Like I had my whiteboard in different places in my house, but I never really paid attention to it. So in my washroom, I found it was like the best place because I have my whiteboard just sitting right in front of me. Or if I just like need to pick it up and I'm just getting ready, I'll just read my affirmations. So I've been practicing my affirmations. I've been saying them and I see a difference, which is nice. It's pretty cool. I love the the shift of the mindset there. I'm also healing by cooking more homemade meals. If y'all don't know, I am not the greatest of the cook from before, but I've been improving along the journey. I used to easily burn stuff, overcook them, and all that good stuff. But I am cooking more at work rather than at home. But at least I'm experiencing cooking more, especially like for a group of kids and myself. I like to try different things. And I'm also making more bannock at work than I do at home or than I like make in a year. So I'm just improving on my bannock making. I'm just impressed with myself too. I remember when I started making bannock, it would always like be so hard and so thin. And now it's just like a decent size, like it's thick, fluffy, like not doughy. It's actually cooked and it tastes good. And my youth just eat up my bannock right away. I'm like, hmm, I know I'm doing something right. So I'm pretty impressed with myself there and actually cooking and trying different recipes. At least I have my my youth to taste test for me and to see what works, what doesn't. Plus, I go with whatever groceries we have at the house because we're limited on things. So I just have to get creative and try make whatever I can. As long as my youth are happy with the food, I'm good. Lastly, I'm healing by maintaining my self-care days. Y'all, this is important if you live a productive, busy lifestyle. You have to have a day or like a time frame within your day to give yourself some me time. And that's what I do. Me, I just like to go out and about. I like to go thrifting. I like to go for a drive and just blast music or even treat myself to a slush energy drink. Some some things like that. And that's what I consider like my self-care days. And it's good for me because I just focus on myself and what I want. I even take myself out for dinner and I go by myself and I I don't know I'm not scared to anymore I used to be before but you just got to treat yourself have those self-care days and have your favorite kinds of food or your favorite kinds of drink whatever you need to do to have a self-care day along with that I'm volunteering my time at a woman's and two-spirited conference that's coming up so I had my first zoom meeting like a few days ago It went well. I'm very excited for this event because I just like sent a DM that one day and I asked if they're looking for any volunteers and they are. So here we are. I'm volunteering for this event. I'm excited because I also want to see like the organization of the event, the process of it and how like one is leading it. Plus, I want to hear like the inspirational stories 
and network with all these amazing speakers that are going to be at this conference. So I'm very excited for that. It's going to be a great time. It's coming up in like two weeks. So it's happening fast and I have to get up early. If y'all know me, I'm a night owl. (laughs) So I'm going to have to go to bed extra early and wake up extra early to go help out at the event. But it's an experience that I want to do and I'm excited for it. All right, let's move on to questions. So hear me out, y'all. What if being alone is actually good for you? I'm talking about not talking to anyone. No snagulationships or dating. Actually being alone and enjoying your own company. So for the question portion, I'm going to talk about my own dating life. How I became more woke when it came to talking to someone. And how I'm just vibing by myself now. And some pros and cons of being alone. So I'm going to go over that with some of y'all. This is from my own experience. Y'all may have a different experience as well. Let's get to it. So when I was in my meeting, I had a lot of time to actually write stuff down and all this stuff. Plus, I was like waiting for the longest time, just chilling, waiting for some answers and all that stuff. I had quite a bit of time. How I became like more woke when it came to dating or even talking to someone my main one I have I don't know if I like I probably mentioned it a few times but it's detaching I'm like yo there's so much to it when it comes to detaching and it makes a huge difference see I try not to take shit personal because that's like a reflection of the shit people are going through and plus I have my own shit that I gotta heal as well so detaching is one thing I've been practicing I mentioned it before I think like when I had my my summer fling last year, I talked about detaching and how easy it was just to detach my feelings from that person. But dang, detaching y'all, I recommend it. Try it. It's part of my healing journey, so that's why I do it. And it just makes feelings and emotions so much different on how to handle it. Another one was cutting people off. This one is something I always struggled with because before I would just up and ghost, no communication. Then whenever I felt like coming back, I would appear back in that person's life. Now I cut people off. I communicate my shit that I'm feeling and I don't allow access by not talking to them when they reach back out to me. It's usually a cycle of reaching back out when there is a cutoff that happens. So I'd be as boring as I can. I go to one word replies, whatever I can just to not talk back or give access to that person again. I mean, I can just ignore it, but then it's like seen, then I'll get another message anyways in the end. It's just, so I just stick with the one word messages And try not to get like emotionally attached to that person again. But it's also easy for me because I do the detachment, right? So I've come a long way in this healing journey, that's for sure. Another one is setting boundaries with who I'm interested in. So for an example, so if I'm sober, 
I would prefer to date or to talk to someone who is also sober because I did try to talk to someone who drank alcohol, who vaped, who smoked cigarettes, or who like even chewed tobacco. These are also unhealthy coping mechanisms that I have a preference on. So if I am doing all this stuff sober and raw dogging life, I would also prefer someone who is also raw dogging life as well. So I have those boundaries put into place. If someone comes and talks to me or tries to like hit me up that actively drinks a lot, I don't really have an interest in them because I know what it's like when I used to drink alcohol. I used to cope with alcohol a lot. I used to be a different person when I drank alcohol. So I know the outcome of that. When I was in a relationship, alcohol was always a huge issue in there. And there was always like arguments for days. And when I did date someone who drank and I was sober, it was just an argument as well when he was intoxicated. So I had to put those boundaries in action and stay true to my word. I also like preferred someone that was sober because I didn't want to get tempted to drink or get tempted into doing all this shit. I don't know, my preferences are also changing now. Again, because I'm able to handle when people are around me with alcohol now. And that's a lot of healing that I've done. So that's cool. And also like another example for setting boundaries is if I'm actively working on my own healing, I would prefer someone who is actively working on their own healing as well. Because when you're not aware of your own shit, you're just going to blame, project, or reflect on other people. And I don't want that happening because it's just going to be a toxic cycle. Because I experience that shit and I can just easily manipulate back or get triggered and stuff like that. And I don't want that to happen. I got to be accountable for my own shit. So like recently, I just got triggered because of all this drama that went down and getting harassed by a follower and all that stuff. So I got triggered and anti-toxic did come out for a bit. You know, I'm being accountable for my shit. I'm owning up to my shit. That's what I mean by like setting boundaries. So my first serious relationship that I've ever had, you know, was back in high school. I dated this person in high school till I was 22, where I just recently graduated university. So I was shacked up living with this person and I was going to build a life with him. But creator in disguise pulled through and that relationship didn't end up working out. So from there, that was my only serious relationship that I've had since then. After that, I've always talked to someone or I was in a snake relationship. So a snake relationship is like a situationship, all these relationship stuff, but not exclusive. So I had those for like over a year and (laughs) it was crazy because... I was single, the other person was single, but we still acted like we were in a relationship, but we just weren't exclusive. So that's what I dealt with for the past couple years. Then this past year, I've been, well, like from my healing journey back in like 2021, I've been trying to heal my own shit and to deal with all my own issues as well. I realized that I always needed a person to talk to, to have around 
or just, you know, to have someone there. If this person stopped talking to me, I'd move on and find another person to talk to. And it always had to be consistent, like an update every time. But I'm like, huh, that was very unhealthy of me. That's my abandonment issues just kicking in. So I just realized this not long ago <laughs> on how it was unhealthy for a person to keep consistently talking to me. But that's what I wanted. And it took a while for me to understand that it was unhealthy to do because I'm an adult. The other person's the adult. We have our own lives that we live and you can't just keep talking to someone every single second of the day. So I'm dealing with it now. It's been a good couple months of not talking to someone consistently or even talking to someone or dating someone. My snake relationship ended in probably like in November where we like officially ended, basically ended in October of just last year. So I dealt with that, felt my shit, got over that shit, then I just been vibing on my own. This is the first time in how long where I haven't talked to anyone, where I didn't have a backup plan. And it's going pretty well. I'm just happy for myself because I'm not relying on another person to talk to, to give my attention to or that person giving their attention to me or like a snake relationship kind of vibe i'm just enjoying my own company right now i realize that if a person's meant to be in my life they'll be in my life right now i'm just vibing and chilling so here are some pros and cons of being alone i kind of wrote down a bunch of pros then i also have like a cons too let's go through them okay let's go through some pros or let's go through all of the pros and i'll go through the cons so some of the pros of being alone is not having to worry about someone else especially if it's just a snake relationship this one was a huge one because i was always in snake relationships i always had someone but it was just never official because Me and my commitment issues could not commit to one person. Or my abandonment issues will just kick in and I'll be like, I gotta go, I gotta go. So I don't have to worry about anyone cheating on me, talking to anyone else, and all that shit. Another one is you become aware if someone actually likes you or if they just want you for your body. I notice that a lot. Guys will actually genuinely like you and they will show it. If they just want you for your body, you're going to see it because they're not going to be interested in talking to you, getting to know you. They just want to do some Netflix and chill. And I'm like, nah, like I'm not into that. I'm freaking old. I'm an auntie. So I became more aware of that and that's not what I want. And yeah. You start healing your abandonment issues. So this is where I've been healing my abandonment issues. I always had to have someone there for me. Because, you know, I grew up without a dad. I also had these abandonment issues as a kid. You know, all the trauma shit that happened to me. So I had all that shit. I mean, I still have that shit. I'm just healing it now. I'm working on it. And it takes time, y'all. It takes time. Another pro is you face your fears by doing things alone. Whew. I've always had to have someone with me doing shit, like going out, going shopping, 
getting my essentials that I need. Like I always had to have someone because I just struggled with anxiety, being anxious and just being in a crowd. I always had to have someone. You know, learning how to be alone and stepping out of my comfort zone, going to places, going to movies by myself, going to take myself out, getting my own groceries. You learn to be okay with it. And it's not so bad once you actually do it. You learn how to be independent instead of dependent and relying on someone. So that goes along with like facing your fears by doing things alone. I was a dependent person depending on one person when I was shacked up. After that relationship, I became more independent and started doing shit for myself. I started learning different things on how I can like help myself when I needed that partner to do it for me. So it takes time, y'all. It takes time. Another one is it limits distractions. When you're seeing someone or dating someone... You're going to take all your time and put it on them. For me, it limits my distractions because I can focus on my work. I have this busy lifestyle and I don't think I could find someone yet that could fit my lifestyle because I'm a game streamer, I'm a content creator, a youth worker, and a peer advocate. So I have like many titles right now. Since I don't have a person in my life, I'm able to get shit done like on time. Actually, I do, I do deal with my procrastination, but I'm able to, you know, chase my dreams and not get distracted. You also learn how to be in a healthy relationship with your own self. You become aware of your own red flags, your green flags, your wants, your interests, your needs. It's pretty cool because you do shit for yourself instead of just thinking about another person if they want, if they like this, if they don't like that. You do stuff that are in your favor and lastly it makes your interests a priority you focus on you and not anyone else you do shit for your own happiness for your own stability for your own mindset and that's what i've learned from being alone so i wrote down some of the cons as well there's not as much compared to the pros because i just overdid and went ham on these pros So some of the cons of like, you know, being alone is not having someone to cook for you. In my like passing relationships, I always loved it when someone cooked for me. Even just like homemade dinner or if we're just cooking together. I freaking loved it. I'm like, yo, I'm glad I'm not the only one that cooks and cleans and shit like that. Because I prefer someone that does it too. If they can't, then I'm just not interested. Another con would be miss living that shack life. You know, going 50-50 on bills, rent. I miss it. And, you know, sharing the same bed, getting those cuddles in. Oof. I can also live without it for a bit until, you know, I'm ready to get back out there or if someone just pops in my life. Another con that I noticed about being alone is, well, I don't even know if it's a con. Y'all tell me. Once you see something wrong or a little thing about this person... I bail out or I lose interest. So say if they vaped, I'm like, um, no, I'm good. I'm out. So if they showed toxic or red flags, I would just lose interest. Or if they like referred to something that I have no interest in or if it just like something toxic, I'm like, um, I'm out. 
I don't know. I just like find an easy way out basically because I was told that once I start talking to someone, I always find a way out because yeah, it's just, it's like that. But yeah, those are some pros and cons of being alone. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. I'm going to start off with the Cree word of the week. So I have body parts with me. I have about, oh, I only have three left. Okay, I'm going to do one. I was going to do two today because I had I thought I had four. But I'm going to do one and I will do the rest possibly in next week's episode unless I just like separate them again. But let me shake it up. All right. Here it is. This week's Cree word of the week is... Miscat. Miscat. Leg. Miscata. Miscata. Legs. Miscat. Leg. Miscata. Legs. And this is just the general term on how to say leg and legs. Miscat and miscata. And that is Cree word of the week. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate you all. I hope you have a good day. Good evening, good night. I will catch you all on the next episode. Thank you to those that listen. I appreciate you all. If you want to stay updated, please give a follow at Rising, Thriving, and Vibing Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Stay deadly and I'll catch you all on the next episode.